Hi, it's Jamie. And I'm Portia. And we are Just Two Pearls. Join us for Adventures in Pearls. Howdy, Pearls. How are you? We are going to start off with a reflection. This is a poem that is titled, I've Been Mixed Like Cornbread. It is by Rev. Sis Dora. I've been mixed like cornbread, and I'm not that instant brand, measured out not by metered cup, but with the skills of a knowing hand. The flower of my soul and the meal of my mind rises with the yeast and the salt of time. I've been mixed like cornbread. Two eggs for self-identity, a dash of sugar to make me sweet. Add the day-old fat back drippings and this cornbread's complete. I've been mixed like cornbread. I tickle your taste buds to a salivary greeting after exactly 23 minutes at 375. Chop me off with real fresh butter. You welcome our meeting as I now arrive. I've been mixed like cornbread. So serve me up, I'm a favorite dish with the likes of collard greens, buttermilk, or fish. I've been mixed like cornbread, and I'm here to compliment the first course in life. Thus ends the reading. Thus ends the reading. You know, Jamie, I'm about to get into this adventure. But before we get into this adventure, I want to ask you about this poem. I've been mixed like yes. cornbread. Yes. yes. Oh, my goodness. Mm, that is yum, 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 yum deliciousness. I know. Um, I'm hungry, girl. <laughs> yes, Jamie. That's a good one. Ooh, girl, what was that about? Because, I mean, it was just, I mean, my mind was all over the place with that thing. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I've been mixed black cornbread. I said, ooh, that goes seven directions. I said, but I try to behave, you know. We rated we rated PG on the um on just two pearls. So We are, you know, but we have <laughs> talked about Song of Solomon in the past and this is actually a poem that's included in the um excellent book of of womanist theological writings, which is called Deeper Shades of Purple. I know some of you have checked it out because we've talked about womanism on the in the on the podcast in the past. And I think this poem is really getting into this idea of this black women self-love and recognizing all the sweetness and savoriness that we as black women are bringing into the world um, because part of uh, the reflection that appears on the opposite page of this poem is called redemptive self-love, which is the third tenet of womanism. And there the authors refer to Um, The verse from Song of Solomon, I am black and beautiful, O ye daughters of Jerusalem. And so part of what this poem is about is for black women to love ourselves in redemptive ways and to understand all that goodness and savoriness and sweetness that we bring to the world. We ain't that instant stuff, y'all. We are deeply baked, ready to be served, and we need to be appreciated. Amen. So... Pearls and bow ties, um, you know, get yourself a black woman. We bake good like cornbread. Hallelujah. Um, yeah, we've been mixed, that. girl. We've been mixed <laughs> well. Baked hot and ready. Fresh out 375, though. 23 minutes. All right. Hey, <laughs> we come with instructions. Made well. Handled with care. <laughs> and just let it rise. All right. That is good. Thank you for sharing that, Jamie. That's good, y'all. <laughs> That is real, real good. I'm with it. So since we're talking about um, gratitude today, I want to share an adventure about um, a journey um, of gratitude that I have been taking um, lately. And so I have heard it said 
um, on multiple occasions just throughout life. And you, everyone knows that I am an Oprah enthusiast, y'all. Okay, this is not a secret. I am, you know, proudly um, an Oprah enthusiast. You know, it's just a very poor thing to say. Um, and so Oprah, for years I have heard her say just talking about gratitude and talking about intentions and talking about um, that being the place from which she uh, does all things and that she is all things. She comes from gratitude, and gratitude is always her intention. And so um, I have been doing a practice uh, in my own time in my own reflection, devotion, as we, you know, many people also know, you know, I'm, I'm deep in, I love journaling, I love reflecting, I love devotions and just reading scripture and just spending time with uh, God and all things holy. But I realized something I haven't really done was give thanks. Well, I have given thanks, but I mean like give thanks, intentional giving thanks of gratitude and just appreciating the things that are around me and the things that I have all the time. And so, Jamie and Pearls and Bowties, what I have done um, in this month in particular, and I kind of started back in October, is uh, just having a daily gratitude note. Um, I haven't always done it every single day, but I have done it where I can just kind of take the time with the notepad that I keep with all of my devotional items. I take the notepad and I just write a note of gratitude, Um, just something like, I am full of gratitude for X, or I am grateful for Y, or I am grateful for Z, and just listing the things um, that may or may not be positive all the time depending on perception and just always turning it into something that I can appreciate or learn something from. And so understanding that everything in life comes with a series of lessons or comes with some kind of meaning and not necessarily saying that I have to find the meaning, but I realized through this process and this practice I have learned a lot about myself. And so just taking the time to have a moment of gratitude. And so this is like an extended-ish adventure to say that this is an ongoing adventure. Um, I've been doing this practice now. So like I said, I started mid-October, and I've, you know, I'm still doing it to this day. So it's been you know, some weeks, and I'm just watching the jar slowly fill up. And I've noticed that the patience that is required for expressing gratitude is great. Um, it requires uh, some thought. And there's always something to be grateful for. And so I have this uh, thing in my house that says um, there's always something to be thankful for and there's always a reason for us to, to, to reflect on those things that are good. And so that's what I've been up to. That's what I've been doing. Um, even in the midst of things maybe not being so perfect in life, I have taken a chance and an opportunity to just pause and just reflect and thank God and just Thank, be thankful for the things that are around me. So that's um, what I've been up to, Jamie, uh, in my devotional space. Wow, that's beautiful. A gratitude journal, which I think all of us would benefit, whether we keep that on a mobile device or if we keep it in an actual journal, I think, or even if we just want to reflect at night and not write it down, although we've talked a lot about on the podcast about writing things down. I think that's such a beautiful practice. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, it's been really great. Um, it, it has been great. And so I'm looking forward um, to the day where 
And when it gets really full, I don't know, maybe like a couple months from now, um, sometime in 2019, when I will um, empty it out. Or, you know, at least maybe like a daily practice where I'll just take one out and I'll just read the note. Um, and then just kind of smile to myself. So I think that is also going to be an incorporated practice of some sort. And so I guess, Pearls and Bowties, I'm sure you already know what we're about to talk about, of course. Um, we're going to talk about gratitude today. As yeah. the season is here, um, Thanksgiving and the holidays are upon us, and we're just going to give some thanks and think about uh, gratitude and reflect on what gratitude is and what it has meant to us and just some of the things we're grateful for. So, um, so Jamie, you want to kick us off? Oh, yeah, of course. So I think at the end of, you know, as we're getting closer to the end of 2018 and moving into 2019 and just thinking back over the past year, really over the past couple of years, um, one thing that I can be really grateful for is a sense of, the peace of God that I really feel like I've had in my life over the past five or six months. It's been extremely stressful, both in my personal life and I know in terms of what all of us see happening all around us on the news every single day. But I'm really grateful for a prayer life that really sustains me. And as you all know, I'm very into movement and fitness. And that daily practice of exercise and the prayer that I'm able to do during that time, I'm really grateful for that because I, always, I haven't always been in a place where I felt like there's a time every day where I can just feel a sense of peace and an opportunity to speak openly with God. I have not always felt that I've had that. And so I'm really grateful for that. And sometimes my prayer is just as simple because I'm a little bit, um, I can be a little bit extra sometimes. I can be a little hyper sometimes. Sometimes the prayer is just like, Lord, just calm me down. Just like give me, like if somebody says something to me that I don't like, just, Lord, just give me the calm down. It ain't that serious. I'm like sometimes that's my prayer and that gets me through the day, right? Just like because God has already placed the seeds within me to not pop off on anybody, even if they deserve it. And that adds a lot of peace to my life because it means that I don't carry around a lot of anger and resentment. Um, especially about stuff that's never going to change, right? Like, you know, it's a little bit different if it's something where, okay, if I say this to this person, then they'll change what they're doing. But some stuff, some, you know, bureaucratic processes, my issues with institutions, um, my issues with the way a certain person, you know, runs their organization, that ain't going to change. So I just need a sense of peace to learn how to work through that situation instead of carrying around resentment or popping off at people. So <laughs> I'm just grateful for being able to mature and being able to come to this place in my relationship with God where I'm just able to be honest with God. Like, God, I like to pop off at people. Can you just get me to calm down? And God is like, yes, girl, let's do that. So I'm so grateful for that. What about you, Portia? Yeah, similarly, I'm definitely grateful uh, for a for God who is secure enough in uh, God's self where we can just be open and honest with God um, at all times. But that does take a level of maturity and growing. So I'm thankful that you uh, were open enough to share that um, with all of us, Jamie. I think that is that is commendable, and I appreciate that. Um, for me, I am grateful. I mean, I'm grateful for a lot of things. <laughs> um, but in the immediate, right, the, the things that money can't buy, 
right, um, not even just the immediate, but just in the long term, in the grand schemes. I'm thankful for and grateful for joy. And uh, I've always, not always, but much of my life I have been described as this person who just kind of holds on to joy or just uh, is joy personified, which is I'm like, wow, that's a really deep compliment. Um, but, yeah, just someone who always just kind of has this joy. And even though other people have thought around me or in me, I have had to understand what does that mean to literally have joy that is unspeakable, to literally have joy that that, that just makes you just at ease and just that gets you up every single day to say no matter what is happening around me, I have joy. And I can choose it and I can own it. It doesn't mean that things are perfect, but I can live into this. And so I'm very grateful um, for joy and being able to choose joy even when everybody else around me does not want to choose it or acknowledge it. I'm grateful that I have it because that keeps me at peace, right? It keeps me aligned. It keeps me sane. It keeps me um, just keeps me going, you know. I can press on because of joy. And so I'm grateful for those things that money can't buy, joy, peace, love, trust. You know, those are all big things that sometimes we do take for granted because they're not always tangible things that we can always see. They're not always tangible things that we can hold, but we just got to believe that they're real and that they do exist. And so – uh, this year, I've, I'm grateful for being able to cultivate a sense of belief in these things that I cannot always see, but I know how to feel them or choose them when I when I am able to, um, or when I decide to. So I'm grateful for that, for sure. Yeah, amen. And I'm really grateful for your sense of joy too. You are like. <clears throat> such a ray of sunshine and a person who, you know, I won't call you the energizer bunny because you ain't necessarily, you know, a little <laughs> robot bunny. Um, <laughs> but you're really just a person who God has just given the gift of a light and gracious and warm spirit. And I know that makes a difference to everyone who meets you. And I think it's also part of what makes you such an effective pastor that even in the midst of, Situations in churches that can get really tough, that you're a person who is able to bring a sense of joy and enthusiasm and warmth into the room. And I think that makes a huge difference in ministry. So in terms of other things that I'm grateful for, I am, you know, you all know that I'm a PhD student. One of the things that I work a lot on is free black women in the antebellum period. And, you know, one of the things, of course, that I learned is that freedom is this really tenuous and fraught category, um, especially in the antebellum period where, of course, there are still so many black Americans who are enslaved during that time. And so one of the things that I'm really trying to be grateful for, even when it seems like life can be difficult, I don't always get exactly what I want all the time, I'm just grateful for the amount of freedom and safety that I do enjoy in my life. You know, this life is just so precious, and it feels good, I think, just as a black person in the 21st century that so many of us are able to access institutions of higher learning, 
that so many of us are able to go sit down at our favorite restaurant and have something to eat without fear, that so many of us are able to drive our cars down the street at night and, you know, sometimes things go wrong, but for the most part, we're able to get from point A to point B. And I think as I read so much more, you know, and I know a lot of us have read this history of slavery and Reconstruction and Jim Crow and the Black Power Movement, but this experience that I'm enjoying as a black woman today of being able to move around the world, not always as easily as I would like, but not without, you know, but not with the amount of fear and concern that would have existed had I lived in a different time and place. I really just try to cultivate a spirit of gratitude for that because the world has changed. But I also try to be really cognizant of our past and recognize that these things can recur. And I try to really stay active and engaged because white supremacy didn't go away. (laughs) We've seen that even in our election process. We've seen that in everything that's going on around our nation, that white supremacy is not over. But I'm grateful every day for this opportunity to be able to pursue the things that I love. And one of the things that I love is pursuing higher education, being able to stand in front of a classroom that's comprised of students of all racial backgrounds, and in some cases of different ages, and to be able to provide a education as well as I can, and to be able to receive my own education and to pursue my own work, and to be able to apply for fellowships and grants, and know that the reason I get accepted is not because they don't accept black people, you know, that's illegal. Um, (laughs) So it's just, it it feels good to be able to just walk around the world with like a sense of freedom to be able to pursue my passion. So yeah, I'm really grateful for that. And I'm grateful for everyone who supports me along the journey of pursuing my passion because pursuing your passion, as we discussed on the previous episode is not always easy. And I'm grateful for everyone who supports me along the journey. Amen. Amen. That is that is really, really awesome, Jamie. And I know for a fact that you've been to change the whole world, literally the whole world, um, with your research <laughs> and, you know, and teaching and being passionate about teaching is important because I don't think people realize, like, you have got to be passionate about standing in front of a group of students and wanting to cultivate minds because, that right there, if you're not passionate about doing it, and I don't know why people get into teaching, like just education in general, whether it's um, on an advanced academic level in the academy or whether it's on a local level with being in a, um, you know, primary school or high school or middle school or whatever have you, I just wonder, like, if you're not passionate about this, you know, do not cultivate the minds of people if you're not passionate about their well-being, if you're not passionate about doing the work, and I'm grateful for every educator, every professor who is deeply invested in their research and deeply invested in wanting to share that with people. And so, Jamie, I am grateful that you have this passion, this call that you are following and pursuing each and every day, though it might be hard and sometimes can get frustrating because we know the academy is the space that it is. But you persevere and you allow yourself to let your feet hit the floor every day so that you can do this work. And that is to be applauded and that is to be commended. And to see a brown, a black and brown woman before uh, a group of students in Los Angeles, that is a dope thing. And so kudos, Jamie. Kudos, kudos, kudos. Thanks, girl. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, like that is so like it's so important. And so um, I'm grateful and thankful for my youth at the church, um, the youth at the church. I am so grateful for them. I don't think I express to them just how grateful I am to them. Um, maybe not even enough, but I, I definitely tell God. That is for sure. Um, and, I, and I do tell my boss. I get a kick out these kids. Let me tell you something. Like, just the sweetest little things that they do, how they make me laugh, just watching the little ones, especially, like, the five- and three-year-old or four-year-old. Like, they're just funny because you just never know what's going to come out their mouth. Um, one child in particular dressed up as corduroy for Halloween, and I got all of the fields. I was so, like, I was, like, my heart was, like, exploding out of my chest. I was like, who are you supposed to be? He's like, I'm corduroy. I'm dressing up as my favorite book character. I'm like, oh, my God, my heart is exploding as a book nerd. I loved it. Um, He had, like, corduroys on the overalls and the suspenders and he had the tail and the little ears I loved it um but I say that to say that I'm always learning something they give me reasons to just laugh and to cackle um they give me reasons to give them side eye deep side eye but um I genuinely love the 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 relationships that we have um that we have developed over the last year and they are just so wise, especially the teens. They have so much wisdom. They have so much to say. And the fact that they trust me with what they say, goes, it, goes, oh, it goes light years of a way for me to know that I have earned their trust. And um, they are just fantastic. And I don't always talk about um, my work with the kids in general, um, which I probably should talk more about, and I say that all the time. I should probably talk more about the kids. But in general, I love the relationships that I have with them. Um, One time for our Bible study, we went to go see The Hate You Give, and it was incredible just to be in the space with them as they were witnessing the story unfold on the screen, even hearing them laugh back at the screen on some funny parts, even just to their reactions and just kind of being present to witness some of those things, just to kind of have those experiences with them. It means a lot to me um, that they would even invite me to their volleyball games or to their um, basketball games or swim their swim meets, like just different things. Like I'm just grateful to be a part of their lives and to not just be um, this lady who cares about their souls on Sunday, but also this person who's actively participating in their lives uh, during the week. And so I'm just grateful um, to them. They teach me so much. They have taught me how to be a pastor. I will say this openly. Um, I did not learn how to be a pastor in seminary. I learned how to be a pastor by pastoring people. And they have definitely made me a better pastor. Um, and I And I can honestly say, Sometimes I think I'm a better pastor because I watch other pastors. No, I'm, I'm a better pastor because I have, a, I have allowed them to teach me what it means to pastor. Um, and I am learning how to do that in a style that works for me. So I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for the youth, for sure. I love them so much. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I'm so glad that you are having such a 
wonderful experience with your youth, and I'm glad that they are learning from you because you're fantastic, and I'm glad that you are learning from them. I'm sure many of them are fantastic and are going to be able to, first of all, cultivate lives of faith, which is what you are working with toward them, are working toward with them. <laughs> but also, yeah, that they are going to be change makers and change agents and I think part of the work that churches do, and I think part of the work that especially black churches do, is cultivate voices and cultivate just moral foundations in young black people. And that is, I think, just one of the most beautiful reasons that I'm glad that black churches continue to thrive, because certainly as a young girl growing up in black church, it was one of the first places where I learned that I had a voice and that my voice mattered. And I'm glad that you are teaching future generations that same message. So thank you for the work that you do with the youth. So do you have anything else to add to your list of gratitude, Portia, before we move into our final portion of the show? Um, No, I think that's, you know, I'm always just, I just walk in gratitude these days. Like I said, with my gratitude jar um, that I just put stuff in of just, things that I'm grateful for. Um, and I hope and pray that everyone finds a practice um, that works for them, that they can cultivate gratitude in their lives, whether it be a journal or a jar or just taking some moments in the morning or even at night. Actually, I'll challenge you to do it in the morning and at night, um, just to say what you're grateful for um, and just watch how life unfolds. Oh, awesome. I think that's such Great advice, Portia. So right now we are in the couple of days right after Thanksgiving headed into Christmas. So it's a really exciting time of year, a lot of extra time that I hope everyone will be spending with either their family or with their chosen family, friend groups, congregations. This is a great time of year to work on those connections, build those connections, and, of course, just to enjoy some laughter and some fun. So I hope everyone is doing that. Um, But let me tell you what is petty. As we are going into this season where there is so much food to be had, so much deliciousness to be cooked, you know, Portia and I talked about this last year, but I just want to bring it back. This is very important. If you do not know how to cook a dish, do not say that you will cook it. Do not say that you're bringing it to Thanksgiving dinner. Do not say you're bringing it to Christmas dinner. Don't bring your nasty cookies to the holiday party. If you do not know what you are doing, do not do it. You know, don't bring me these little watery noodles and call it macaroni and cheese. Don't even bring me a salad if you don't know how to properly make a salad. Do not bring me a pie that is not well-baked. Go to the store, swallow your pride, go to the store, and bring a store-baked pie. Like, come on. Do not be experimental. This is not your opportunity to try these new things. If you don't know the recipe and you don't know how to follow a recipe and you don't know how to follow a recipe that's going to be appropriate for your audience, okay, you know, some people might want your weird pasta dish with Brussels sprouts in it. But most of us, we, that's not what we're trying to get. We're trying to get our standard side dish that we get every year at Thanksgiving, Christmas, and the holiday party. So as you're planning to go to these holiday parties, as you're planning to sit down for meals with your family, don't get creative. If you don't know how to properly make the turkey, then do not make the turkey. If you do not know how to properly make the side dish that you were asked to make, don't make it. And, you know, I already read the mixed like cornbread, and so she already made us hungry right at the beginning of the episode. 
if you don't know how to make that real good cornbread, this is not a time to, you know, pull out your little box and just mix it up. Make that some decent cornbread. It's the holidays. That's what we want. So don't be petty. If you don't know how to cook whatever you're cooking, just say, okay, I'm going to bring some sodas or I'm going to bring the wine. Like, don't be out here trying to cook if you don't know how to cook, especially on the holidays, because we're trying to cultivate a spirit of gratitude. And I'm sorry, but we cannot be grateful for the food that you brought us that's going to give us food poisoning. We cannot be grateful for that. So I love you. I want you to be there. But if you don't know how to cook, just bring some drinks or bring a pre-made salad or go to the store and buy it and bring it to us. That's all I got. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy start to the holiday season. I hope everyone is filled with good cheer. Um, and, and don't be petty, y'all. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Just Two Pearls. And you can email us at adventures at just two pearls.com. And remember, cultivate the pearl within you.